Jeremy is Conrad. You're quite level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jay Grunion. And joining us today, a good friend of mine who actually having a conversation with spurred this episode, Greg Smith. Thanks so much for being with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. And second in-house guest, guys. Hey. Second hey, ever. You wow. should you should feel privileged. I am. I'm kidding. You really shouldn't. Be. <laughs> it's just a spare bedroom, right? I'm so sorry. I mean studio, right? <laughs> Anyway, we have a good episode lined up for you. We're going to be doing, is this our fourth, fifth, fifth installment to the What If series? Yes, yes. What If Science Fiction Inspired Modern Technology. Now, quickly, before everyone starts spatting, going, well, 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 of course it did. Right. We know that. But that's, we're here to analyze, you know, what, what inventions were solely inspired by science fiction and what had a helping hand, you know, like the, like flight, for example. Man's always wanted to fly long before science sure. fiction came along, but science fiction has definitely lent its hand. TV made that happen. Uh, well, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know about getting off the ground, but I mean, you see people out there like inventing like like hover saucers and shit like that, or you know, hover cars. Obviously inspired by the Jetsons. I'm, I'm getting off tangent here. You get what I'm saying here. But uh, before we do that, Jake. Hey guys. I wanted to start uh, in a nice informal way today so you feel at home before I tell you to check out our Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is at CannedAirPod, our Instagram is at Canned underscore Air, and uh, both of which are full of jokes and fun references and things that make sense to me, but probably not the people looking at them. But uh, toss me a pity like here and there. It'll, it, it goes a lot further than you think. My confidence is a fragile. Pity likes are just as good as likes. Mm-hmm. That's in the you can there. take them right to the bank. All the yes, sir. That you can. That you can. Well said, Jake. Also, uh, support us on Patreon if you like what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, protest by supporting us on Patreon. Maybe it's a we'll good way to get your point across. We'll stop doing it. Good way to get your point across right there. Yeah. Um, anything else? I I think that's. I think you nailed everything right that's there. It. Thanks. <laughs> Proud of you. So, with that all behind us, let's just get right to the topic at hand. Science fiction-inspired inventions. Where do we start, gentlemen? Jake, you always have a good way of introducing these what-if episodes. I'm I'm, I'm hoping you have something up up your sleeve for an introduction here. I got a little something for you. Let's hear it. Because this is something that, when I was younger, seemed like the most magical thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And now it's something that's totally, completely commonplace. It doesn't blow anybody's mind. You look at shows like Star Trek, mm-hmm. even Futurama during its oh, time yeah. was still making jokes about this. The, uh, you know, incoming transmission from Rogue Starship, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And their screen, their face comes up on the screen. This idea of a video call. It's like, mm. what? Pictures? You know, the, the yeah. fact that you could communicate in a visual way, not just audible, was incredible to me. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, I wonder if we... If we're going to have video phones in the future, are you going to talk to a person? You see their face? Now everybody's got FaceTime and nobody uses it because it's not any better than just talking <laughs> I had that same twinkle in my eye as a child, but it didn't come from Star Trek. It came from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Remember that booth he would sit in and he had the big sure screen do. and he'd yeah. talk into the can? I always thought, wow, to have a can to talk the into. Future. No. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a good one, though. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like what face always, timing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. That's what comes to mind when I think of sci-fi inspiring actual technology. Because that's one of those things that everyone, I, I think, I'm speaking for everyone here, so mm-hmm. don't mind me, but... <laughs> Everyone thought of as this amazing thing, and then when it actually happened, it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was just going to say that, you know, all these years, like, man, wouldn't that be cool if that ever became reality? Now that we have it, it's just a quick afterthought. It's all about the journey, man, not the destination. When it did happen, it didn't look like the person was looking at you either, because they were always looking at the screen. So That's they're sitting there point, talking yeah. to you, looking at something else. <laughs> Whenever Brooke uh, goes out of state and we FaceTime, it's so funny because I'll be sitting there looking at the camera and you can see her just looking at the little picture of herself. Like, <laughs> stop looking at yourself and look at me. Is there someone behind me right now? <laughs> yeah. it, it has gotten better, though. So it, with the way the cameras are set, right. you know, it looks a lot better than it used sure. to. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, what about you? I mean, what's so funny is most homes now have larger TVs than what these spaceships had in oh, the 50s and 60s. Oh, man. So, I you know, it's, what's that. crazy, you think about, you know, even like Star Trek originally. I mm-hmm. mean, it was probably 60, 70 inches. Everyone has that, at least if not bigger, some of these homes. That's like so, the baseline yeah. level yeah. to so, own a television. Exactly. So, I mean, even just that piece alone, just absolutely amazing. One thing I always wondered about Star Trek, and it never popped in my head till you just said that, was the big screen they were looking at on the ships, was that actually like a window just looking out, or was it an actual screen that's just projected by camera? I think with the original, it was just like a green screen, you know, space uh, view. But with the next generation, they actually had a green screen. But I'm not sure if they saw what was going on. I, I guess I mean in like the uh, like in the show, not behind the scenes, but as far as like in the actual show, was it supposed to be like a big window that's like be... a heads up display? That I, would I think it was more like it. a heads up display. It was yeah. so funny. It's it's more realized in like the new Discovery and JJ Abrams Star Trek, where it is just the window, and they do heads up displays with yeah. the different monitors I and see. things, and screens will pop up like a you know in picture in picture type of sure. thing. So sure, uh, they've taken it sort of the next level more recently. Instead of being like you're stuck in a submarine with no windows, that you have a big screen that looks like it's a big window. Yes. I just thought that maybe there were cameras up there that were letting them see the Klingon ships out that window. Right. But uh, I mean, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I think now it actually is a, a glass window that they're looking out with stuff projected onto it. Gotcha. Well, what do you got, Jack? Uh, cell phones from Star Trek. Using the, oh, the yeah. old flip phone. communicator. Yeah. When uh, Greg and I were talking, the razor. I mean, come the razor. On. Everyone had to have the razor just because it reminded yeah. you of the flip it phone from just Captain like Kirk. Had. <laughs> Starting. Yeah. You, know, you I mean, can't convince me they didn't start with the Star Trek communicator and say, "How do we make it real?" Right. You know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and a, a great example of why we're having this conversation today. But uh, let me see, what have I got here? Oh, Dad, with cell phones, like the next generation, how they just hit their badge and talk. Like iPhones, you can just touch your phone. Or even like Knight Rider. Kit, I need help. Talking (laughs) into his watch. Your Apple Watch. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to bring up, the uh, Apple Watch. Or all the smart watches, for that matter. Um, Seeing Dick Tracy in that old movie, Uh, talking into a screen on his phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are certain inventions you see, like, maybe someday. But that was one of those things where I was like, oh, no way. There's no way they're going to get a tube TV (laughs) to be that big. (laughs) Shows what I know. Or like uh, Inspector Gadget, his niece. Didn't she talk into her watch? And then the dog's collar had a little radio yeah. antenna. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, brain. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Penny, right? That was Penny name? and brain, yep. Penny and brain. Good. And best theme song 
ever Dude, written. Inspector Gadget. Because everyone on. knows it, whether you watch the show or not. It's just like <laughs> cultural contagion of memory. Everyone's just like, oh yeah. Who was it we had on the show? Was it Ron Wasserman, a uh, gentleman who writes music for like Hot in Cleveland, the Thundermans, and he did the theme song for the Power yeah. Rangers, but he was talking about how the theme song for Inspector Gadget was originally just a quick remake of what's that uh, old song? Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 oh, bum. oh, uh, Paul the Mountain King. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Against yeah. yeah. I found that interesting. Structurally, they're like the same thing. It's so obvious, like but it doesn't flavors. occur to you until someone tells you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, I guess we're back to you, Jake. Who, what do we got? Does anyone remember Minority Report? How they had that elaborate... That's one that was on yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of the motion controls for their whole pre-crime system. You have the little fingertip sensors and perform all those baroque gestures to resize things. I, I, I was playing with an Oculus last week. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, it's, that's what I was going to say. Anything, it's more advanced now than what they imagined. Hmm. You're giving me a quizzical look. You well, I, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of like the Avengers, like when Tony Stark is oh, like doing too. this yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. air yes. and like the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what you're talking about? It's not, I'd say, you know, free-floating like that. On a screen, but still with that capacity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we have that, that fine level of manipulating something digital with actual physical movement, mm-hmm. which I think is it. So maybe this one's iffy in that we're not totally there. But granted... Avengers pretty recent, you know, and, sure. and a lot of their technology, well, some of their technology isn't, like, outrageously far-fetched. No, it's not, and it kind of harks on something that we're going to touch on a little bit later, things that haven't been invented yet that we want to see come to fruition. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'll touch on that later. Sure. I don't I don't want to jump the gun yeah. here. Uh, we are back. I do want to bounce off, like, the Minority, sure. minority Report is... When he was walking through the like sort of the mall and they're reading oh, his eyes yeah. and all these yeah. ads are popping up. Oh, come and do this and come come to this vacation. We are right there. You know we what? I can't. I walk into Home Depot. Next thing, my phone's beeping at me. Yeah. Google knows I'm there and hey, here's a coupon or are can you take you some pictures? Serious? Oh yeah, yeah. Can you take a pictures of Home Depot and add it to our all the time? So it's it wow. knows where you're at and it knows what's happening. So. I think now, Facebook almost listens to you, too, because I've had one oh, of the girls dude, at work. Absolutely. She'd talk about, like, she was gone on a diet, and one day she could only eat bananas on this stupid diet she was on. The next day, it was, like, bananas and uh, toilet paper or something like that. And the next day, she had an ad on Facebook that had bananas and toilet paper. That's messed up. Yeah. You know, I, I've i seen that online. Like, when you buy something on Google, and then you're on a website a few days later, and you oh, see sure. what you... Or on Amazon's Amazon, like, rather. hey, do you need another one of yes. these? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I sure don't. Which freaks me out enough, but that's scary. Yeah. No, no, like, I get a lot in Home Depot, Kroger. They'll just pop up, oh, you're in Kroger, can you add some pictures? Or they'll want to know, I was in Florida, stayed at the hotel, popped up, hey, can you tell us, do they have a concierge service? It's just crazy <sighs> well, how it just geez. knows where you're at and asks these certain things, obviously, to make their site better. So. Sure, sure. Now, I wonder why that... I feel like I have my location services on. Is it more than just that that spurs that? I'm going to assume it's that, because it always seems to pop up like with Google and Google Maps. So I have mine turned off more often than not. Same, yeah. Not well, for any what's particular that? Location, location, service? location services, yeah. I've always got mine on. It just and feels a little too dystopian for me. I don't know. <laughs> well, after it. hearing oh, that. Yeah. I, want, I want people to find me, so. <laughs> In this day and age. I want that $5 coupon from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. In this day and age, it, yeah. It I totally know what you mean. Get this. Every time I use the computer... The internet is telling me there are hot singles in my area. How does it know that? 
Imagine the ones I see that are in Marion. There's no hot people in Marion. (laughs) (laughs) It's way off. (laughs) All right. I guess we're still on you, aren't we? I mean, you were just... Oh, no, sure. Um, uh, As a kid, one of the things I just absolutely loved was the sliding doors. So when they... Yes! Just the automatic sliding doors. And, you know, I remember, like, the first time I walked into, I think it was a Kroger... And the door sort of slid over, mm-hmm. not slide, but I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. I want to keep going back around through. Yeah. But I'm still waiting for homes that have to be a standard in homes where you got yeah. sliding doors everywhere. So much if more efficient use of space, you know? I feel like, though, it might work against your home heating bill if mm-hmm. you did have them. Unless you have a foyer, like some kind of foyer, like most stores have, like a dual set. An but- airlock. An, an airlock. They, they yeah. must be smart automatic doors because there were times where Kirk went to run to the door and it didn't open until he was ready for it to open. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, something going on. Didn't know a lot of those shows there was actually people there like pulling oh, yeah. them open and shutting you them. You could see them sometimes. It would yeah. kind of not slide perfectly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, ooh, it's got a little WD 40 on these doors. <laughs> one reaches its destination before the other one does. Yeah. I, I just wish I had the sound effect. Oh, dude. <laughs> You know, I, I was just thinking about that. The sound effect you get from, like, Star Trek. Anyone remember the sound the doors made in Doom? Like, OG no. Doom? I can't imitate it. Try. Yeah, that's that that's what makes the show great. Bad. Try. It, I'm stuck on the Star Trek noise now. I can't oh. think of it. <laughs> Suffice to say, someone out there who's listening right now is like, oh, yeah. So this is for you, guy. I guess, because I don't know where to take it from here. Find 50 to 60... TV series that have some sort of door mechanism sound and splice them all together yeah. because I'm thinking Sequest has some cool ones. Oh, wow. you know, oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's always some really cool door movements with any of those sci-fi. They had some sort of crazy And sound. there's probably somebody who's done the work I'm for sure me already. already. Find it. <laughs> I will find it. I will find it. Okay, all right. Here's one more. One sure. more door noise. Go ahead. The bunker sound from StarCraft. The first one. Whenever I don't remember. It's like, shh, it's like a giant suction cup. It almost sounds uh, like like, just, like you hear the airlock. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. one of my favorite sci-fi noises. Going back to the sliding doors, though, like that are in grocery stores. Like I, I know nowadays they're like motion detectors. Like you yeah, walk in the yeah. vicinity, they open. But I feel like back in the day, you had to like, like pressure apply pad. pressure to that big yeah. pad, right? You did, yeah. But now I think they're more. It's like sort of the motion. Yeah. Pad. But you think um, you know they can make a smart door to detect certain people, let certain people in. Oh, so sure. just not any walk up and open opens it up. So yeah, I, I'm just surprised that that hasn't really been more prevalent in a lot of sure. future homes. So get some facial recognition. So I'm sure like the door and give it, it time. Right I guess you go to the Pentagon, they probably got this stuff out the ass. <laughs> I mean, you probably can't go to the bathroom without a face scan. But uh, yeah, I mean, like places like Costco where you have to be a member to go in or something. That would yes. be. Perfect for a place like that. That's a good point. Oh, uh, what about flying cars, guys? We still flying don't have cars. Those. Not there yet. Well, almost, we don't. But. We don't. But I mean, if you get on YouTube, you can find people who have made their own little personal flying oh, sure, devices yeah. that are beyond entertaining to watch and crash and stuff. But I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the latest. I don't, it's kind of like a demo commercial for Uber about their flight service they have dreamed up for. The, really? You haven't seen it? Uh-uh. It shows a woman who looks like she's on her way to a business meeting. She goes to a a big building, like a skyscraper and elevator to the roof, where there are a bunch of little helipads, and it's like a little two-seater thing with four propellers on it. And she gets in there, puts in her destination, it takes off, and gets you where you're going to go. 
no way in hell you getting me in one of those right. things. That That's sounds not like a marvelous concept, but uh, I'd want to see them fine-tune the hell out of that before. I'm I... waiting for, like, a Gen 10 to come out. Yeah. That way, <laughs> those first few people who fall like rocks from the uh, sky. You saw I wouldn't the traffic get we just set in. Can you imagine if people are flying around? <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't know if I'm all for that, but, you know, Back to the Future 2 lied to me, so I'm not happy about that. So, you know, you until know, they... It's funny you bring that up, because I thought about that when uh, I put wrote that down here. Not only Back to the Future, but in Star Wars. Like, when you see, you still have hover, hover cars, but they're still in lanes. lanes. You know, yes. There's yes. still yeah, traffic. Like sort of floating beacons. And, you know, to, yeah. I, I read something a while back, and this was a while back, so I can't, like, speak for the veracity of this as of right now. But mm-hmm. I, it really blew my mind. Evidently... NASA has the framework for a system of flying car traffic control. They have, like, the broad strokes of how it would be implemented. I have no idea what it is, because every time I think of flying cars, my always my thought is always, how do you manage traffic and the collateral damage of an accident? Quintuples. You know, when two Absolutely. cars crash, whatever. When two car- flying cars crash, that's a building, that's a... Pede- that's Whatever's chaos. underneath it. Yeah, evidently, yeah. we've got the system, in theory... To, to to control that traffic. We just don't have the technology to make use of it. So and maybe that's why they haven't updated the air traffic control system because I think it's a outdated nineteen seventies Seriously. <laughs> I, it, yeah. It's way outdated. It's like yeah. the subways in New York. Yeah. Wow. So well, you know Back to the Future in Star Wars, it's not that far off. That's the way it would have to be. I mean, if everyone has a hover car and they just jump in and take off whenever they want, so you're gonna die. Many accidents. <laughs> so yeah, the order has to be there. But then also talking about what's under you, you'd have to wherever those lanes are in the air, you'd have to have nothing underneath it. You know, I mean, if you position it right above a normal road, you know, say your your hover, uh, I don't know what the device would be called. Whatever makes your car hover goes sure. out. Uh, that would be you the just... contra-gravity drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then it You're just welcome. falls into, you know, regular cars on the road. That... <laughs> yeah. I think in the Star Wars, though, it was always, weren't they always above just already regular cars are on the sort road? Sort of like skimming. Sort of, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know like on uh, Coruscant, what was that, the second yeah, Attack the of the Clones? Wars, yeah. Like yes. that big metropolis, there were like yes. all kinds of layers of like it's, uh, lines uh, of like, traffic. Uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Early sequence where he's ducking in and out of the vertical lanes of traffic. You're like, I man, sometimes I lose concentration on the freeway. I don't need to deal <laughs> with you know the Z axis of my morning commute. Maybe you wouldn't be able to drive these yourself. Would I was just, just going to say that. I was just yeah. going to say that there would be no way they would give you the full control no. of that thing. No. That'd be the if safest you're way to do it. Yeah. You, you're in it. You type your destination in, and then it'll see you. That's yeah. Maybe like you'd it. have if you're going to crash. You have some sort of air balloon that just sort of deployed oh, sure, helium sure, that yeah. would sort of hold you up. <laughs> yeah. Or a chute that'll just make yeah. the fall You'd have to have something painful. major. Something to cushion yeah. the blow at yeah. least. That or yeah. build a car out of what they make flash paper out of so if it caught on fire <laughs> it'd just be a foof and then there'd be gone there'd be nothing. It's like well, they're uh, screwed but at least they're not taking <laughs> anyone with them. Yeah. What was it? I, Robot with Will Smith. Not a great mm. movie by any stretch but I, I did I like it. it was awesome. It, I loved it. It was okay. It was okay. Shut up Jake. I like Alan Tudyk as the robot. That was cool. But yeah. um, uh, his car was self-driving. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where he takes manual control and says, uh, you know, manual control, not advised oh, at these yeah. speeds. And I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound too far-fetched. You know, the idea mm-hmm. that I think it's going to take a long time for people to trust in machines. They're always going to be like, what if there's a glitch or it makes a mistake? It's like, dude, you're texting right now while you're <laughs> driving. You know what I mean? So, but, well, look at Minority Report. 
they were going up and down sides of buildings, if you remember, those cars were. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess what you were saying, I don't... I think we are too eager to rush in and trust robots. It's, and that's always kind of frightened me. I mean, having seen Terminator, yeah, it's a movie. But it's not that far-fetched, you yeah. know? I mean... Not well, with some of the robots they are building now that are doing backflips. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've stuff. seen the latest Boston Dynamics quadrupedal, whatever the hell. It is, like, way too streamlined looking. That one freaked me out. It's like a horse? Did yeah, you? when they were big and bulky, I was like, oh, that's cute. Now it's like, ooh, this one's got plans. Well, just within the last year, there have been, and I'm going to, this is very nutshell, very Cliff Notes version, because I don't remember <laughs> the actual names or anything, but... Two computers, two artificial intelligence were hooked up to each other to communicate, just to see what they would do. And they're pretty much just versed in short shorthand. I mean, they, they can't really get in-depth. But in just a few minutes, they were bouncing off each other, had, made, had decided their method of communication was inferior, and immediately started making their own code, and had to immediately be unplugged. Pull them. Yeah. They did. And uh, look that up online. I mean, no, it's uh, not like they were going, kill all humans. That's a great idea. Let's yeah. kill all humans. Give it time, man. But uh, they were definitely finding their own code yeah. that the people who were doing this couldn't understand. We, we've got to put a hard cap on machine intelligences, and it's got to be right there at human intelligence. <laughs> but at what point does it stop being artificial intelligence if you I have know. to cap it to keep from learning and creating its own, you know? So it'll yeah. start talking faster than we can even think. Well, Christ, that was less than five minutes, and they had to, like, pull the plug, pull the plug, you know? There's a game setting I really like where they use the acronym AI, but instead of artificial intelligence, it's come over the thousands of years of dealing with it to stand for abominable intelligence. (laughs) Because there have been so many rebellions and, like, self-awareness things. Right, right. I love that. Mm. Man, I can go on a while. (laughs) Yeah. About AI. You know, I got one. Let's, let's bring it. it on back to Star Trek, because I feel like Good. that's the jumping off point for modern technology. I, I think it was Without more influential than they could have even imagined. And another reason why our friend's here. He's, yeah, he's I mean, a Star Trek buff if I've ever seen one. Everybody knows the word phaser, whether they've watched the mm. you know shows or not. But I, I, I remember seeing it's been the same like little press release video for the last 15 years or whatever, because the military-industrial complex... Nothing ever gets made. But there is some Project Phaser or whatever the hell. And they had this big, crazy, streamlined-looking, futuristic... I almost want to say alien-esque kind of gun the military was developing as a, as a non-lethal means of attack. Supposed to be some electromagnetic or electrostatic okay. whatever. Like yeah. a... Uh, thrown around the word... Yeah. They've thrown around the word pain ray. The idea is it, like, agitates the water molecules in and under your skin, so it gives you the sensation of burning. They've got, like, a big Humvee-mounted version. Looks like a like a big satellite dish that's pissed off at you. And evidently, it's a nightmare. But, like, the, the, the word phaser entered the lexicon as a fictional term, and they're like, you know what? Let's try it, you know? So yeah. we're getting there. Makes me think of the brown note, the one note that makes <laughs> yeah. everyone shit their pants. <laughs> we haven't found that note this yet. This is like the red wave then, because it's <laughs> bad news. Oh, man. Uh, who, who are we up to next? Jack, you up? Staying with Star Trek. Remember uh, when Kirk would be sitting at his chair and the hot little woman would come up with the iPad, basically? Okay. Oh yeah. Just all oh, the iPad, iPad yeah. the iPad in itself. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not just Star just Trek. That's, I mean, was that being? What else was that being done? And you would probably know better than I mean, me. Star Trek definitely used sort of a, a little bit bulkier one, but mm-hmm. the next generation, they had it looked almost like an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Almost identical. 
It's so crazy. So where do we think we would be with this kind of technology without Star Trek, without any kind of science fiction? I mean, flight, again, for example, is something we wanted to do before science fiction, but without science fiction to inspire it, inspire it where could have that gone? The same kind of concept with iPads or iPhones or communicators. Where might we be? I almost think the reason we have these big technological developments or, or technology takes the form that it does is because of big nerds, right? I mean, these are exactly. the people who would come up with this technology either way, mm -hmm. but they love that it kind of resembles something they loved oh, from when they course. were younger. Of course. Something yeah. from a movie that blew their minds. They're like, oh, it's going to be like this thing. You know, it's just, <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah. But I, I feel like even if we didn't have these big influential shows, your Star Trek, your Saturday, Philip K. Dick books, all that noise, it would still happen. It just wouldn't be as way. immediately recognizable. Yeah, it, it would be not necessarily uh, more unique, but perhaps less referential to fictional things we've already seen. So not not along the lines of, it's a rotary phone that fits in your pocket. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and who didn't watch Star Trek in the 60s or growing up as a kid, watch yeah. reruns, see Kirk with a communicator and like, I want that. Yeah. Right. Everyone wanted the communicator. So yeah. someone out there smarter than me is like, I'm going to create that someday. I'm gonna make it yeah. happen. So and they did. Like, yes, absolutely. I wonder about the very first uh, like portable phone ever created. If Wasn't like, it, didn't it, it come in a sack it was or a something? Sack, yeah. It was yeah. nothing. Sack, it's mostly yeah, it battery. Had a big old, uh, Carry on strap. Yep, it had a big antenna. Yep. You had to stretch out of it. And I think Zach Morris invented it. Oh man, <laughs> no, no, no! This phone makes Zach Morris's phone yeah. look like some high tech shit. Because we we had one. Like uh, one of our vehicles, I remember as a child had the uh, hookup for it. And I mean, pretty much the whole center console yeah. came out of the car and wow. that's how big it was. If that's what you needed to do to make a phone call on the go, I think I'd probably just shout. You know, I can't could afford see to make any phone, phone call. call being worth all that effort. Yeah. Like, Ma, guess where I'm calling you from? <laughs> wow, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was Stephen Wright who said a joke. So like, what do you leave on the answering machine in your mobile phone when it's hooked up to the car? It's like, sorry, I'm at home right now. I'll give you a call next time I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the car now. I'll call you next yeah. time I'm home. Oh, man. Very good. Very good. Uh, who are we back to? J uh, Jake, go ahead. How about cybernetics? Which is something that I love in fiction. I love mechanical replacements. I love advanced sci-fi prosthesis, and it's a bummer because we're not there yet. But it seems like every week I see more and more advanced replacements for people who have lost limbs. Yeah. You see programmable hands that have like a series of, of um, oh, what's the word? Modes, settings, yeah. gestures, mm -hmm. so you can grip particular items. You see, uh, I saw a picture of a man whose prosthetic leg was this super sleek carbon fiber 3D printed set up one of the most aesthetically stunning pieces of anything right you know it was just incredible i mean at the risk of sounding like an asshole like dude you're missing leg gorgeous you know but <laughs> the prosthesis was amazing you know it's it's yeah. come a long way from the like wrenched off mannequin legs we had in the yeah past. yeah that just just our hands yeah yeah you yeah. can barely and, use and they're at such a point where they can sense the uh, tension and muscles in your shoulder and and move digits accordingly that is what's incredible to me. The fact that a, a, a mechanical device can read yeah. that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think what's more amazing than the fact that a device can read that is that a human being can learn to manipulate it 
with yeah. efficiency. Right. You know, and I feel like it doesn't even take them very long. When, once you're used to it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's not perfect, but I can do this and this and this. Just like learning to do it over again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was watching a guy on the internet because I was watching a bunch of the videos about tech, you know, technology inspired by science fiction. And there was a guy on there cooking. Like, he was like making a cake and he was taking eggs. And mind you, his limb starts here and goes down, and each articulated finger... For the people at home, that's the elbow and goes down. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I forget. <laughs> we're, on a, we're on an audio visual here. From the elbow uh, down was missing, but the, the hand was so delicate with that egg. You know, you'd think going to grab it, it would crush in his hand or something. No, like... So you've got down. reliable pressure, but not to the extent that it's... Excessive. And that's an absolutely incredible. And as soon as we reach the point where we get, like, one-for-one one synthetic limbs, stuff that's more or less better than what you're born with, I will hack off every part of my body, all of them, to get a cool-ass cybernetic replacement. I've made this statement before. He's said it several <laughs> times. I'll keep making it till it happens, or I am dead. Just wait till Whichever it gets robot legs. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. hear a knock on the door one day, and I open it just to see his shins in front of me. Oh, Can I up, come dude? in? <laughs> no? Uh, keep the chair. I can rest while standing with you. I'll just, just put your head in through the window. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the Super Neck Ultra extension? Mm. Oh, loser. Cool, I guess stick with your regular meat neck. <laughs> meat Better neck. insurance next time. <laughs> what about you, Greg? What we got next? I, I actually, just one of the sort of cool things I was thinking about was, um, and we sort of talked about this briefly, but if you remember on Star Trek, of course, I always go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uhura had this little piece in her, in her oh, ear uh, that yes. she would hear from where now with Bluetooth now, Bluetooth. everyone's got all these headsets and all kinds of like stuff. It's like nothing so. now. You mean these? Yes. <laughs> there you go, exactly. But no, I mean, that that was, you know, 50 years ago. You right. Know, and you know, Bluetooth obviously has made that really possible. So. Right. It was I can't remember. Hers might have been a little bit bigger than this thing here. I'm holding a little earbud, a Bluetooth earbud for people at home who can't see. It's probably about that length, but it's st- stuck straight out and says... Yeah, yeah it had a little... Yeah. Almost reminded me of, like, an engine piston it, sort of yes. shape to it. Yes. That's like so a condenser cool. mic sticking out of her ear. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, did that translate for her as well, or was it just well, she was a language? So she was also a language expert, but the universal translator, which is another yeah. thing that exists. The babble. Yeah, that's right? actually starting to yeah. come out now too. Where you see a lot more of that stuff, but even like five years ago, you could download an app how to speak Spanish. You could tell what you wanted, speak it back out. Yeah. So I saw a video yeah. not too long ago that it was an earbud you put in your ear, and it would translate like right on. No right shit, really? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It's still getting there, but man, it's not yeah. moral. I've seen the apps on the phone that you can, like, if you're at the airport, you can hold it up and it'll translate and yes. overlay. Yes. I've always yes. wondered if those worked as Incredible. well as advertised, because if so, that's wild. Uh, we've only used it a couple times, and it, I mean, in those couple times it worked. Sure. If I was relying on it daily, I'm sure it would mess uh, yeah. up along the line Translates into broken English. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, apparently Egg Basket Hamster is to the left here. I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> if that's the gate I want or not. But I can see that being actually in the future something everyone just has. Oh, yeah. How much yeah. to bring the world closer together when you can just understand that's true. talk with anyone? That's what a, what a like humanitarian achievement to break down the idea of the language barrier. It'll probably be an implant before long. Not even something you have to wear. It's just cochlear and you're good. You have it at birth. I was seeing online, um, I don't. I think these are just in developed developmental phases but like contacts that have chips in them for like diabetics and stuff that can monitor your blood sugar on a constant Mm. uh basis you know and you don't need to bleed your fingers right you'll just be alerted hey 
you know, your blood sugar is dropping, you need to take care of it. And I thought that was cool. Uh, amongst many other things, I can't remember what else they said it could track, but I mean... Well, probably oh, cool. just lots of vitals and such. Sure, sure. I def- the implants are probably the, the way of the future, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But I maybe saw too many episodes of the X-Files, and I'm not sure. I didn't play quite yet. <laughs> have you uh, watched Black Mirror yet? I have not. Oof. It's have you? Yes. It, it, it won't make you feel any better about implants. I'll tell you. It's that. it's um, it's like modern Twilight Zone. Each yeah. each episode, but like with a very long. maybe we should think about where we're going as a society. They're all kind in of the future. Plan. They're all in the future. You would love it. Yes. They're all in the future. But um, one that comes well, to the, m- the funny thing is, I watched a preview for this, but the preview didn't reel me in because I had no clue what the show was about. Watching the preview, let me tell you something. Get past the first episode. Do not use the first episode as your All catalyst right. for this is what the series is. Because I like the first episode. I did I too. <laughs> but looking at the rest of the series... It, it's very it, different. It, yeah. It's very different. And I've heard a lot of people turned off of it. Understandably. So, the, make it to episode two. The one two, that comes to cool. mind Got is it. like the the essential Black Mirror for me. is like It's it's a number and then merits. It's like 100 million merits or something. Yes. Like that. That's the one that I think if you make it to that episode, you'd be like, okay. You got me. It was like like the Facebook yes, of the yeah, future kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where everything in life is based on your social status. And if you piss somebody off at the store like a clerk, they can just pull up a thing, mark you down. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one, but that one also relevant. And that follows you throughout yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Mind. But um, I just bring that up because... Uh, so I, when I rate my Uber driver a one, it'll count for something. He'll be killed. It <laughs> would count for something. You may have just ruined his life. <laughs> but uh, the one I saw the other day had... Everybody had implants in their eyes. And if somebody wanted to block you uh, from their life, I guess... Yeah. You'd just be a vague blur. It would distort what oh, you're wow. saying. Yeah, like say I wanted to block you. I pull out a little device and block you, and I look around the room and still see everything as it is, but you are just a static silhouette. Oh, and anything weird. you say is just... I've been to parties already feel like that sometimes. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right there with you, Greg. Right there with you. But it's, it's not that far off, no. and it's something that I think we're going to have to deal with. I don't know. Some of this technology I think about, man... I wish I could live long enough to see this happen. But a great many things, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I'm going to be dead when that happens. And, you know, I, I've had that same thought so many times. And recently I read this absolutely impossible to describe rambling series of loosely connected short stories that's come to be called the Interface series, I think. Starts as one thing, ends as something else. There's a little sequence toward the end where you're seeing relatively far into the future, I'd say maybe 50 years tops, Mm, and most of society is locked into what they call hygiene beds. It's almost like a cocoon, some sort of synthetic thing that maintains your body, filters waste, etc., while your mind is kind of free to run and frolic in this synthetic reality. Like the Matrix. Yeah, it's very Matrix-like, but it's voluntary. And it's one of these things that people get addicted to. And and the stories were written by a man who was battling alcoholism. So he had this semi-fatalistic but really, really poignant view of the idea of that filtered reality, blocking people, living in your own world, sure. that sort of equated it to being addicted, which I thought was just incredible because that's where it would go. And there was this, this fake um, advertisement he had running through this story, a person who was in the, you know, info space, I forget what he called it. 
where he said, uh, new from the latest uh, grandmaster of, of the mixing of emotional reels comes such and such, you know, new pop hit single mixed with the cries of Hiroshima victims, plus a brand new. And it was just all these series of, of feelings and emotions. It was yeah, now it hits you hard with none of the lingering thoughts that can affect you, blah, 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 blah. It's just it, they'd become this society where they need all emotion and stimulus immediately right now with no consequences. I feel like that's where we're getting, you know, that like blocking Without people a doubt. thing. Yeah, yeah. You, it feels you, good to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Once you start <laughs> filtering out the parts of the world you don't like, where does it stop? You know, because you're always going to need more and more and more, and you've got it down to this trickle of just the things you like, and then you've got to ramp up, and you just get caught in this spiral of weirdness. You know, I, I often feel like culture is like an ingrown hair these days we're just yeah nobody's going anywhere it's all just becoming this self-referential super ironic it's just nonsense no one's making anything they're just mining the old for what's situationally funny you know you know what i kind of would be afraid of about that kind of a virtual reality where everyone can come and hang out but at the same time keep their anonymity you, you can yeah, really be yeah. anyone you want and How can you trust anyone? I don't think you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, look about, you know, look at, I've mentioned this before on the show, when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off, you know, that anonymity gives you the power to say, fuck you, oh, or, you know, yeah. that person is worthless. You but know? standing, or in a public bathroom, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> once somebody's in that stall, <laughs> they do whatever the hell they uh, want. What you, an you walk in there, like, what in the hell happened in here? And it's probably something that person wouldn't normally do, no. but it's the simple fact that they don't have to clean it up and they're going to get away with it. Yeah. You know, I think that kind of attitude would bleed into that world and it might be more harsh yeah. than living in the real world. When There's only the that things... toxicity with people. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and when you live in a world where only the things that you want to matter matter, mm-hmm. that's not always going to align with the other people around you. It's no. just, every, you got to take it all. As it is. You <laughs> take the good, you take the bad, you and take it all, have. and there you have the facts of life. The facts Carols, carols, Very good. Anyone ever see the show Caprica that was that Battlestar yes. prequel? I, I've seen like two episodes. That was, they had a part of that where they had this virtual reality that people go in and fight and kill other people or do mm. that kind of stuff. And it was very addictive. It was very dark to get into because it really dealt with a lot of that. Like a training kind of simulator? No, it was no, like no. everyone it was like in there they was... would go to a club and there was just all these people virtual there. Ah. And see people fighting. And, like the and, dark web. Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. Like the uh, shared dreams in Inception. There's that yes. one sequence Ooh, where they go yeah. to what looks like an opium den, but it's people who are just dreaming the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, maybe for them, this is the dream. It's like, oh, that scares me so much because I know... I could never regulate if I was offered that opportunity. Mm-hmm. If someone gave me that perfect virtual reality, that that unfiltered dream, I'd be done. I'd be lost. That was a know? good darn movie, too. Yeah. Inception. Damn, what a good film that was. Uh, I don't know. Like, with this this movie coming out, uh, Ready, what is it, Ready Player? Ready Player One. Yeah. I, I read the book way back when. Was it good? Oh, it was great. It was full of, like, old-school D&D references and just all kinds of cool Looks like shit. they're getting away from that in this one. Oh, I've seen a lot, more, <laughs> a lot more modern uh, It's a little characters. less, like, uh, you know... Nope, just lost the phrase. Please carry on while I forget that I stumbled. I just, and oddly enough, is set in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that movie that is one? where we're all sitting right Unchanged now. Unchanged from the yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like the trailers now. stacked on top of each yeah. other. I mean, but um, I, again, doesn't seem too far 
off. I mean, no. especially Columbus being one of the most populated oh, uh, dude, cities yeah. in the United States, or the, not can't be the world. I think it's definitely, the states. Yeah, state. yeah definitely the Midwest. If not, yeah, you know. uh, there's yeah. a reason we're the test bed for like all fast food companies. You know, we're such mm. a perfect little cross section of. Is that American right? I didn't experience. know that. Yeah, yeah. Columbus is like the go-to place if you want to test a new product because you get such a varied. Um, series of, of demographics. It's like a microcosm of the country. Hmm. figure. Just the right proportions. Of this I wondered why Tom and Chi showed up and then split like within <laughs> the same week. <laughs> That's dog shit food. Yeah, that, oh, man. Yeah. We gave them a shot, didn't we? Sure we did. really I gave we them a shot. Twice. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were at a con we went to in Cincinnati. And I think they were Shark Tank winners, Tom yes. and Chi, right? Yep. They are, yes, they were. Right, and um, I'm a huge tomato see, basil Why did I know them? That's where it was from. <laughs> That's where it's from, yeah. And I think they're... They're out of Cincinnati. Maybe their main headquarters in Cincinnati, or I think it's in Ohio. Regardless, uh, we went to this convention in Cincinnati, and they were the only food option there. <laughs> the only food option. So I was like, I've been wanting to try their tomato basil. Seems weird to walk around a con sipping on soup, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You know. We get up there, and the only thing they had was something called what was it? Like a Weapon X. A Weapon X. Yeah. This was a sandwich. Help me with this. It was a, a glazed donut cut in half. Mm-hmm. I think I, now, that was your bun. Now, when you cut a donut in half and use it as a bun, you would expect everything that goes in this sandwich is going on the flat parts. No. They turned the round parts in on themselves and then put potato chips and... Was, potato, was there bacon? Potato chips, bacon, and, and some, some kind, kind of, of like frosting. And It was like a real sweet... Why? Good cheese. question. Yeah, it Why? was... Like, who was like, this is a good idea. Yeah, this you know? delicious. It was awful. There, there's got to be, like, some shadowy cabal of neo-Satanists or something. Like, this is our war against God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's some sinister undertone to a sandwich. There's got to like, be a better way, right? It didn't just happen in a vacuum. Someone evil It doesn't even sound good. It's no. no. Way too much. We were desperate, Greg. We, it was all there was to eat. <laughs> I don't even think they, like, the Columbus Convention Center has, like, a concession mm-hmm. line that you can go in. Like, they don't area. have anything like they that. Don't don't have no. that at that convention center, so you're you go at to like the mercy diet subway where you get your pre-made sandwich that kind of tastes like a sock. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it over Tom and Chi though. Yep. Sorry guys, but your your sandwich sucks ass. Come on, <laughs> we're gonna lose that critical Tom and Chi fan demographic. If you bring soup to the con, that's more acceptable than your Weapon X. Get and rid of that shit. Donut sandwich. sandwich sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. How about holograms? Oh, yeah. Tupac, right? Tupac (laughs) and Michael Jackson. Jackson. You laugh, but I have it written down here. I mean, because those were the most... Those are the holograms that made everyone go like, oh, wow, we've got holograms. You know, they were the most functionally similar to what we see in sci-fi. I don't remember if it was Michael Jackson or Tupac's hologram, but after the performance they did in front of like a live audience, the the figure, I think, just put their hands up in the air and they just erupted into like a million doves and flew off everywhere. So, I mean, if you're going to do the hologram, you might as well take it that next step and do it. Make it weird. But um, if you've you've, uh, ever watched CNN, sometimes they'll have... uh, They'll interview people via hologram. <laughs> really? Right there in the studio. Yeah. That. It's rare. I've only seen it a few times. If you get on YouTube, you can definitely check it out. But aside from like a slight blue glow around them, it looks like they're there. Was and it like a water vapor cloud that's shooting up? Because I've seen that's how they kind of do it. No, and they just I, project it onto that or. 
it looks like a person standing there. I don't know how they do it, but mm. look it up. See it in holograms. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's crazy. But um, you know, we we've already talked about FaceTime and stuff like that. I mean, that's going to be probably the next extension of that. The holograms, sure. you know, yeah, yeah. your holographic head pops up on the table. Hey, anyone home? Variant, yeah. <laughs> Something that I mean. Look at the way I know I already talked about the Oculus, but the way the twin sensors they read a room. That can be oh, yeah. fed through to some kind of interface on the other end. You can get a, a, a three-dimensional readout of another space. You know, I well, it's like, like the that, groundwork is there. The Xbox uh, Connect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember how creepy of... that thing was? Yeah. I mean, I've seen a, a video of a man who's at the far end of something. I don't know. He could be across the country. And you know those pin toys that you put on your hand or your face and it would, like, make the... An imprint. Oh, you know, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a series oh, yeah. of metal print. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Zordon yeah, yeah, yeah. New. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked a lot like that in front of a computer screen, and he would hold out his hands on the screen, and he was able to, like, roll a ball back and forth. Really? Remotely manipulating this thing that was just reading the movements of his so, hands. So, uh, like, a bunch of individual lasers. Yeah, like... yeah. Of course, he couldn't, like, lift it and take it around, sure. but he could control the elevation of those little, little square pegs and move objects around. That is incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're getting there, you know. Baby I have stuff. not seen that. How cool. Well, what about augmented reality? Like in uh, what, the Kingsman, when they put on glasses and oh, they're sitting yeah, at the table, like mm-hmm. and everyone's at the table. Yeah, or like uh, well, Google Glass, glasses? Google, Google glasses? Glass, yeah, yeah. Glass? yeah. Is that what that is? Uh-huh. Is that out, or is that something that's I coming know, out? I dude. I haven't heard it, about it in a while. It, it came out, but there wasn't much of a... It didn't seem like a big hurrah. It or didn't big, really take off as much. Having as to sit there yeah, and flip uh, your head to get the window to switch <laughs> and stuff like that. Always <laughs> having another seizure. <laughs> <laughs> That concept seems really cool to me, but um, yeah, like there's been no hype around it, and I would expect something that's super, super cool to have a lot of hype around it. And look up uh, Microsoft's Hololens. That thing looks pretty sweet. What's it's, the difference? It's just mainly a visor that projects stuff. Like you could have a TV on the wall, really, would just be projected there. Yeah, and games the same way. Uh, did you guys, you just said projecting on the wall and made me think of this. I don't remember uh, what phone it was. Maybe it was an Android, maybe it was an iPhone. Probably about three or four years ago, right before the release, there was it was a fake conceptual video of a of a smartphone that a keyboard would... How was it? Oh, it was it had an a iPhone st- commercial. It had a stand on the back of it. Oh, and it. it would project a little... And it would project yeah. a screen onto the wall, but also project a keyboard on the table in front of you. So you could sit there and actually type on a table. They really do have that kind of keyboard out. Do do they now? Yeah, uh, I don't. I know they're expensive, but yeah, just it can read where your finger is touching them. Without the tactile feedback, I don't know if I could make that work. Well, there's also one that had a bracelet that would project oh, yeah, on your arm. That. Yes. Oh, I didn't yeah, see that. that was where cool. you could do stuff. Now that's cooler, I think. I like that idea. I mean, I'd that's have to shave the hair off my arm, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smooth surface. <laughs> Just I feel one you, man. Patch. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> Wax every other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would hurt like hell. <laughs> you know, thinking about that, I almost wonder if no one's blown away by these new technologies—Google Glass, holograms, etc.—because. Mm-hmm. They happen so fast these days. Yeah. The runaway advancement of, like, 
little trivial entertaining technologies. You know, we're, we're just finding flashier ways to do the same thing. I, I feel like when was the last time you heard like, oh, there's been a breakthrough in generating energy for a city block. You know, it's like, oh, the new iPhone X doesn't have a headphone jack. You know, it's just little things. If there's anything amazing happening, it's all kind of behind the scenes. I feel like if anything like that ever comes out, though, like free, efficient energy for all or like a cure for cancer for all, you know, it gets throttled. Well, how can we make yeah, money on yeah, this? Absolutely. How can how can we profit on this? And you'll never, even if it does exist, I don't think you'll ever have it in no. such my gift to humanity. Right. You know, it's you know, it's it's funny. In our previous episode, when we spoke to the Chicago Rock guys, I was talking about a comic called The Meta Baron. Mm, and, yeah. and the major plot line of the issue I read was that on this planet, the Meta Barons and their that that family called home. They found this underground reservoir of some free-floating substance, some glowy blue fluid. They called it their sacred oil. When they applied it to an object, the object became effectively weightless. They could lift, you know, half-mile-long chunks of marble just with a, a vial of this fluid. And they were like, no one can know about this. You know, because as yeah. soon as someone discovers it, that's a war. And that's exactly what happens in the mm -hmm. comics. Someone catches wind of it because they have to use it to save one of their lives or something. And then every major power player in the galaxy forms this blockade around the planet and destroys each other trying to get a hold of this thing. Right. You know, as, as soon as we discover something with the potential to cause world peace, there will be too big a war to control it to ever see that dream realized. One thing I loved about uh, the Dark Knight Rises movies, you know, Bruce Wayne had this big nuclear... Uh, well, it wasn't a nuclear reactor. What was that it, thing it called? Was a, it was a, I forget exactly what they called it, but it could generate energy. And But he kept it way. hidden. He didn't let anyone know. Yeah, the world yes. isn't ready for this. And, you know, the movie went on to show. He's absolutely right. <laughs> right. Way but, too many assholes. But, uh, yeah, it, if anything like that is ever just given to humanity, I don't think we'll ever be alive to see it. I think we'll be no. long gone by that time. We'll be killed in the conflict to control it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, droids. Mm. Droids, drones. Uh, you know, Amazon has talked about in the past having packages if you live within a two to three mile radius of a yeah, center, yeah, yeah. a drone could possibly be dropping that off. I, uh, Can I take a moment to be an asshole for a second here? Just go right ahead, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. I usually don't ask. <laughs> the, the phrase drone really pisses me off because mm -hmm. it's like such a misnomer. Because it's not a drone, right? It's not autonomous. They're like unmanned air. They're like UAVs, mm -hmm. right? That's what they are. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to. They're not drones. We have no drones. God, yet. you're such an asshole. Well, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, they're not drones. <laughs> but uh, like, think about like Roombas. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. something you just turn that's, on. See, that's so much more drone-like to me the than the things we call drones. And, yeah, just on its own. Yeah. Make sure it's got one task. Can... It does it. It knows nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> what is my purpose? You're right. <laughs> you sweep the floor. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Better hope it doesn't run into some cat or dog shit though. Yeah. Oh, there's dude. horror stories oh, online about that. Oh, I never thought about that. Oh boy. Oh, well, we horrible. couldn't have one. Well, not that the cats shit everywhere, but they vomit everywhere. However yeah. bad you think it might be, it's much worse. Yes. <sighs> Never mind. No Roombas in this home. <laughs> no Roombas here. Um, let's see. Where are we at? About 50 minutes. I, we should uh, maybe start looking at things like inventions or technology in modern science fiction that doesn't exist, but we'd like to see come to fruition. Teleportation. That's my number one. 
Because you run into what is that the Heisenberg uncertainty principle or something where it's like you can't really be sure what you put in is going to be what you get out. But then Star Trek had like like the Heisenberg compensator or something. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) They never really explain how it works. Now, Greg, you posed an interesting question today that had me think and I think is great to bring to the table here. If you had to choose between a teleporter and the holodeck, right? I always think the two things I struggle with all the time, a transporter and a holodeck. Which one would you want first? Now, I love to travel, and I hate driving to traffic, so transport would mm-hmm. be my first thing. Sure. But a holodeck? Yeah. What, gosh, you wouldn't you, need to travel. But right? sort of back to that you were talking about earlier, I think if I went to a holodeck, I would have a holodeck addiction and never leave. That'd be exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would never yeah. leave. So <laughs> how could you bounce back Greg, from that? come out I of there. create whatever no. you want, go wherever you want. <laughs> I, there's no way I leave. Okay. I live here now. <laughs> Your imagination is the limit. I mean, yes. anything you can think of. So, what I, is what is all human expression? Trying to realize the imagination, right? Mm-hmm. When that's done, what do you live for? You know, when the whole world is only what you want it. It's like when you play a game for hours and hours to unlock that's some legendary point. weapon or something. Once you have it, you're like. Guess yep, I'll mow the it. lawn. Yeah, <laughs> it's a point, a good point you make, but a point that I don't think would be realized until it's far too late. Oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's uh, by that point you're already way down that foxhole. But when you brought that up, my first thing was like, oh, oh well, teleportation, obviously. Right, but right. after you start thinking about it, you're like, oh well, hell no. I'm definitely you going eliminate to the yeah. need for teleportation. But you know that got me thinking. I like that you brought up the teleporter holodeck thing because I think about that all the time. Yeah, I, I struggle with that. My thought is still for instantaneous transport because it's got like practical and recreational reasons because I feel like I'm going to run out of money eventually on the holodeck and I guess I'll just have to (laughs) blow my brains out. (laughs) But I'm only down with teleportation if it works a very specific way. If it tears you apart at the molecular level and reconstructs you somewhere else... I'm like firmly in the camp that you are not the person that went in. Oh you're no, you're just a really good facsimile. You're a, you're a clone yeah. of what you were. If we're having instantaneous, call it what it is, I don't know, faster than light travel. I want fold spacing. I want a yeah. doorway. I want a transitional period between A and B. Nothing instantaneous. Because I want my point. consciousness to remain unimpeded. You want a portal gun is what you want. You want want a portal portal gun. gun. (laughs) Yeah. But once they create the Heisenberg Compensator, you're all good. Okay, I hope so. Does it fix that problem? It does. It fixes the problem. Oh, that's a relief. Don't get ahead of yourself, (laughs) I can sleep again. But it's one of those things that, uh, you know has been imagined not only in Star Trek but like the X-Men had the danger room where all kinds yeah, of yeah. situations and Mysterio and Spider-Man those little cubes you throw it down and all of a sudden you're in the Amazon jungle or you know you could be anywhere and it messes with your mind I don't know that would be so cool to have so cool what else we got other technologies that exist only in the movies that we don't have today we almost have it but it's not edible but replicators yeah yeah that, replicators yeah, that's just replicators. where I was going yeah and, you know, it's we've got 3D printers, which yeah. is incredible. And they've got a long way to go, but even as they stand there, great. One of my favorite comics, Transmetropolitan, everyone has what's just called a home maker. You just give it what's... What they call it a base block. It's just like constituent atoms in a stable state, and it makes essentially anything. Food, drugs, the main character's maker keeps synthesizing alcohol and getting itself drunk, so it's useless. But <laughs> it's, it's this idea that they're in a post-scarcity environment. And I feel like that's where we have to go, right? We're we're now creating physical objects from digital blueprints or whatever the hell. It's it's 
everything is becoming more and more on demand. Mm-hmm. You just can't subsist on it yet, you know? But that's one of those things where we'd have way too much freedom and, again, would yeah. be throttled by somebody. I mean, look what they're trying to do with the Internet now, with Dude. net regulation. No. I mean, it is horrible. It's it's unbelievable. It doesn't seem right. But um, I don't know. The Internet's been pretty savvy about getting around blocks put up. I have so, to imagine, given enough, enough time, if it becomes a really substantial issue, there going to be enough workarounds and or violent outbreaks that it'll probably I mean, sort I, itself out. It's it's a level of bullshit that I, I've never seen before. I can't even believe it. It's it's oh, it is what it. it is, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, how about lightsabers? <laughs> I, you know, I feel like hearing somewhere that the technology to make that happen is roughly already available. It would just take like a warehouse worth of machinery to generate to that much it. power, and you can't have a laser beam that's like yay big, you know. So it's it's gonna go infinite, pretty yeah, much. There's no way to stop until it, it from like where... disperses. Right. Yeah, I found a video on YouTube of a guy who, a couple different guys who have made. No, and I have. I'm making air quotes here. Lightsabers. Making them hard. Those are hard air quotes. Hard, <laughs> hard air quotes. Where uh, the first one I saw was very much in the same vein as kind of like a flamethrower. Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had like the the hilt, but there was like a like a hose coming off it that ran up his arm to a pack on his back, and when he turned it on, it just it made a really long, fine flame, blue flame, you know, like plasma or something like that. Yeah. I mean, when he waved it, you know, it had drag to it. It, yeah. it didn't stay straight like a saber would. And it's not like you're not could... cutting through blast doors. No. With it. no, more like Kylo Ren's saber where it's all kind of jagged and you could do uh, a real number on your cat. If you slip, he really wishes it was Kylo Ren <laughs> quality, but no, um, another one, there was another guy who had a battery pack on his belt and a, a hilt and it actually made a blue laser. And like you were saying, it'll go off for infinity, you know, yeah, as far I mean, as... What, what can you do? But within so many feet of it coming out of that device, it will cut the shit and burn out anything. Mm. He, he put a cell phone, like a smartphone, in a vice... And just did that right across it, and that thing fell right in half. Like it You're was just limited by like how diffuse it becomes at the end, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would never. If the lightsaber existed, no way. I'm not interested. No way. I mean, I'd be dead the next day, <laughs> or missing an arm and leg, or something. I'd be relying on those prosthetics we yeah, spoke there of. You <laughs> go. Yeah. In so that what? time, presumably, that'll be an option. But you know what reminds me? Something I love. When I was younger, I used to watch. Uh, you guys remember Gundam? It's like an anime yeah. with giant robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an anime guy, but uh, I liked that one when I was younger. And I always thought they had a really cool way around it. They had a lot of robots or armored suits or whatever that had what was functionally a lightsaber, just like a hilt, and then there's a blade made of energy, whatever. Some of them had this really cool design where it was almost like um, you'd have like a thin aperture that extends from the hilt and then has like a cap at the end, and it would just project energy between those two points. Yeah. You, you know, in the most recent Star Wars, I think that's what those executioner troopers had on their axes. Mm. Oh, I always yeah. thought that was so cool. If you could have like a filament or something that's just like generating an arc, that seems to me like the first step until we get like the free floating lightsaber concept. I was actually kind of thinking about that the other day. I mean, it kind of defeats the point of the lightsaber, but if you say you did have the hilt and then you had right up the center, like a very small, like piece of like long metal, oh, yeah. and at the top had like a disc that. 
then when the laser is projected, it has like a donut shape that goes around that and then it's yeah. stopped at that disc. Does that make there sense? There you go, yeah. Are I mean, people that's... at home going to understand what I said oh, sure. without all the yeah, hands no, no, moving I around? Think... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think it's pretty clear. Okay, cool. But, uh, another thing in that vein I always like, which you don't see it very often, but like when I see it, it's one of my favorite things. It's like monofilament, the idea of something that's like a single molecule thick, theoretically the most perfect cutting edge. You know, right? So you'll have weapons that come to a monomolecular edge, or it's just like literal string that can cut through a tank or whatever, you know, oh, just because it yeah. gently falls through and bisects it. You know, I just, I mm. wonder how plausible is that? What synthetic element has to be created first that is that sturdy, even at the molecular level? But I always thought that was a cool concept. A giant cheese cutter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've seen games where there's like a gun that fires like a tangled mass of monofilament that just. Even even if I mean if it was mist. if it was just a matter of it having to touch something to cut it, you imagine trip wires. Dude, uh, I mean you're just walking. They wouldn't like, be called oh, trip wires. They'd be called fell fuck off. wires. <laughs> cut your fucking feet off wires. What's that? Uh, I just said that. Oh, my foot fell off just <laughs> now. Oops. <laughs> um, another thing I've got to mention: uh, things we still need to achieve, and I already mentioned earlier. Something I saw in the Iron Man movies when he he gets out of bed in one scene. He walks over to the window, which, mind you, his, his, the whole wall of his bedroom was a window. So 90% of us aren't going to know that. Nah. But he just, uh, he says, Jarvis, what's today looking like? And there's a tent on the window that that is there so he can sleep, but it automatically goes away, lets sunlight in. You see news and stuff come up on the side of the window, weather reports, but you can still see through it and uh, out into the I just thought that was so cool. At a glance, you know, instantaneous. Having that home AI. And we do have that home AI, really. I mean, We're hey, starting Google. to get there with Siri. Yeah, and, or not Siri, but Alexa. Hey, Google. Uh, what should I ask? What's the meaning of life? Better minds than mine are working on that. <laughs> so <laughs> modest. <laughs> I'd have how much she knows about you. I'm sure Jarvis knows a little bit more than my dear that. friend Google. And Home you know, here, but... that's something that gets me to thinking, if I'm not hogging too much of our runtime, no. because I feel like I've been runaway trained. But uh, you often see readouts like that at a glance. Oh, here's the weather. Here are the stocks, yada, yada, yada. And we absorb that information and there it is. And you see the same thing when you get like robot vision, like Terminator or something. You see through his eyes, you see the heat yeah. signature of his target and their heart rate and mm-hmm. his vitals is like peak efficiency, you know, sure. ammo count in his weapon. It's like, my thought when you get that is always he is the computer. Why is there a second computer generating information for him to interpret? <laughs> Should automatically visually? know it. Yeah. He is aware of that intrinsically. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. He knows it. What's happening? Why is there this duality of system? You're just creating input lag, right? So that's <laughs> got to be the logical conclusion is that it'll reach a point where we're no longer receiving information visually. We just understand it. It's in such a way that it can be fed to the brain at a basic level. Go back to the implants that translate languages. You know, Mm -hmm. something you're just like, you don't have to ask, hey, what's the weather? And then you get a readout. You're like, I wonder what the weather is. Okay, sweet. You know, it's just, it's there. That'll cut down on uh, conversations, though. You walk up to hey, so uh, what's today going to be like? (laughs) I just walk up to Jack, look at him, be like, good point. (laughs) (laughs) You can have an argument in the span of a few seconds, you know? It's the death of individuality. Right? Two people walk up and they get all pissed and walk away. Oh, they just had a big argument. It was if, heated. You don't want to know. If what that's all about. it takes, if that transference of information overtakes standard conversation, 
it's going to come to a point of streamlining where your entire personality is just a set of preferences. It's just binary. Yeah. Yes and no. I like this. I don't like that. Two people walk up. They interface. They know what they need to about each other. Then they're done. We're no longer human. We're past the point of no return. Machine and man melded to a point where there's it's indistinct. You know what I mean? That movie, uh, AI, have you guys seen that? Haley yeah, Joel yeah. Osment? Yes. At the end, when he's recovered by, you know, what humans have evolved to... Super space people. Yeah, but it's not that far off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really... Not, I don't think it is. I mean, Singularity, I think... Singularity, right? When we... Brooke and I were in New York uh, years ago, and we were at uh, the Metropolitan... Not... I don't remember which museum it was, but they had, like, a bunch of... I don't remember the time period. I want to say 1400s, like, helmets, chest plates... Stuff from uh, Greek civilization. Oh, sure. I think it was Greek. Beside the point, that long ago, these people were tiny. I mean, oh, full-grown yeah, adults yeah, yeah. were only yes. about yay big. And over time, you know, look how big we've evolved to. And Better diet, more right. food access, I guess. We're still going to keep evolving. It's sure. just, you know, what we're going... You know, there's been so many theories on the, the gray aliens, you know, that yeah, we see. Yeah, yeah. Tall and thin, well, uh, low-gravity world or something. Well, there's, there's the people who say, well, they're from another planet. And then there's other people who have said, well, no... They're us sure. from the future. That's just what we've turned into yeah. by that point, which, based on what we're all saying, could, you know, maybe know, happen. Man. I don't know. I think it'll end up more like the time machine. If you ever read <laughs> we're that. We're just like Morlocks and the Mor other, what are the other people called? I don't called? remember what they're called, but a bunch of the pretty people that stayed above ground that are stupid and... yeah. The Morlocks that went down and learned to feed and they got all ugly and eat the pretty people on top. What about, um, remember the movie, uh, what was it, Surrogates? Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis and Deborah Trey, have you seen that? I have not seen that one. It's set in our reality, I mean, time and reality, right? Yes. Yeah, but that might I think have been a little bit in the future. I don't Just a touch. Yeah. Like, it was not far off. You could go essentially have a, a robot, an android of yeah, yourself, I, or you can have it look like anything you want. And then at home, you like a chair is installed that you like lay back in, you put a helmet on, something goes over your eyes. And then your personality wakes up in this machine. And it's turned out that like 90, if not 90 percent, if not more of humanity that you, you know, incur or you run into out in civilization. It's not real. It's you're just, seeing surrogates. You're seeing surrogates. And, you know, I, I really liked that movie conceptually. And it was a pretty decent movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember enjoying it when I saw it. The only problem I had with it is that. And this is probably more because it was a product of its time where people were like, oh, yeah, if we all had surrogates, we'd be pretty idealized, you know, chiseled jaws, good hairline, because that's what you saw. Yeah. Women were very tall and pretty with the hourglass figure. Men were muscular but not ridiculous with really good hair and features and all that noise. But um, I feel like if we got it here in reality, it'd be much weirder. Oh, People it would be, would be so much weird. Weirder. I mean, there are, look at like the furries, for example. Yeah, dude. Once they get a hold of that thing, I'm not interested. I'll I mean, take I get, my own I, shitty body. Nothing against people who are, are furries. I mean, you're into what you're into. I get it. I like weird shit myself. But, Whatever I mean, along the line of what you're saying, like, yeah, it's, what do you want your surrogate to be? Oh, I want an upright walking fox. That's what I want. Can you I know? please just be human? I just want to be a little thinner. <laughs> that's it. I'll take my own face. Just, just carve some Well, pounds. that reminds me of, like, what Bruce Willis had actually done in that movie. Because for the first part of the movie, you only see his surrogate, yeah, which yeah. has, like, 
Perfect hair, absolutely perfect hair, flawless skin. He looks probably what twenty years younger. Something like yeah, that. They he like Benjamin really buttoned young. him before that was a thing. And then, like halfway through the movie, he decides I am done being a surrogate. And when he comes out of it, he's bald. He's he's got Bruce a big Willis. Guy. Yeah. He's wrinkled. <laughs> he's, he's having trouble just walking because he'd been in the thing so long. Kind of pale and weird, yeah. you know. And then his wife. Well, I don't want to ruin anything, but. Watch it. So she's dead. Great He's film. a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they did some stuff on a pottery wheel, right? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Haley Joel Osmond was a robot. That was a good movie. That movie gets a lot of shit, but I like that movie. AI, I'm in, in question. In case you didn't I, know. I watched it again just a while back. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's, it's not <laughs> I great. I don't hate it. I, I like a. It's one of those things where I sound like a dick every time I voice my opinion. It's like I liked certain elements conceptually, <laughs> but the execution was flawed. But like, yeah, I liked a lot of the ideas. I just don't like the way they play. I out. love it because of what it makes my mind wander. Sure. You know, like you yeah. were saying, you are always wondering, you know, about what it'd be like to have the holodeck or a transporter yeah. or something. Just constant, my, like never ending. Like, oh, the end of that movie is that how we'll really turn out? That's my like, favorite thing about yes. sci-fi is the like runaway conceptualism. You think yeah. if then. You know, it's like, what are the consequences of this technology? What's the logical conclusion of this, that, and the other thing? It's it's the speculation that really does it. For yeah, me. and that's what's great sci-fi. The stuff that you're like, that can happen. Yeah, yeah, that could totally happen. Which you know, and Star Trek, in itself, you know, take you know, forget the individual inventions that have been inspired by Star Trek. Star Trek in itself is something that once the technology has been acquired, you know, we can build these big stations and ships. We're so going to be out there exploring what's beyond here. And I wish I could be around for that. I mean, it would be cool to see that within my lifetime, but who knows? If we get cybernetics, you can be downloaded into a robot and be here for a while. That's true. And, you know, I've often often thought to myself, almost like going back to the teleporter issue, being downloaded into a new body. I thought, like, Mm. what's the guarantee you are the person that was downloaded, not a facsimile of that personality? When you break it down to code, supposing even there's a a perfect way to interpret the chemistry and waves and signals of your brain to, I don't know, let's call it binary because that's what we got. I wondered then if there's, like, a gradual transference. If you're experiencing things to some extent in your physical body while you're also experiencing them in your new mechanical body. I wonder if if that's a way to kind of defeat that problem. If, if the gradual transference of consciousness guarantees that it is consciousness, not just a really nice copy of a person. I'm, get, I'm, I'm running away with it right now. The crux of the matter is it freaks me out. Everything freaks me out. It feels like oh, the yeah. further technology gets, the less human you become. You know, it's... Sure. You take these things to their conclusion, and it's like, what are you even anymore? <clears throat> it's true. I mean, look at kids today. They don't talk to each other. They just, they just text. text yeah, yeah it's know. the truth. And <laughs> you ever called someone? They're like, what? what? No you one know? calls? Yeah, it's no. a nightmare. Well, why'd you call me with that? You could have just texted me. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, for Wait sure. Wait till you have a little implant, and they're just going to oh, send dude. you messages. Or hack your implant. Blocked. You know? They're going to hack your implant, and you're going to be screwed. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Having time. implants being hacked. I mean, if... Wow, they could get access to your memories, Everything. even like if the if depending on how it's oh snap, that's scary. They could take you out of you, you know. It's I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. Exactly, it's <laughs> <laughs> frightening. Greg, I know you had a few things on your list, uh, things that we you wish uh, oh, that we I mean, need to achieve, or like the warp drive, faster than light, yeah, oh, TL yeah. drive. 
you know, whether, whether it's going to be mini wormholes, whatever we're going to do to get to where we need to go. But yeah. I, I was born way too early because I always wanted to be a space explorer. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I think we all were. I, I, cause I, well, I kind of want a lightsaber, even though I said I don't. I mean, I think I just turned it on like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's put it away for the day. But, that's but, like um, hearing the sound. I feel like it'd be like owning a really nice muscle car. You're like, yeah, this is sweet. And as soon as you put the keys in the ignition, you're like, okay, once around the block, and then we take it right back into the garage. But I mean, if we did have warp drive, you know, think about, I mean, even our current day, how long does it take to get to Mars? For us, Ooh, like six years, I think it is. Something five, six years, nuts. and that's like that's our neighbor, one way. You know? Yeah, and if we could just zip there really quick, I mean, the, the knowledge we would have, and even past Mars, it, it's, that it's, would be the stepping stone to uh, bringing Star Trek to the reality. It's like one of those things where, like, if we had the technology to achieve that. We're long past the point where we need that technology in order to achieve it. If we can travel to Mars instantaneously, it stands to reason we've already been to Mars through conventional means. You know what I mean? It's like having a certain level of technology implies that certain impossibilities have already become possible. It's it's easy to think of technological advancements in isolation. Like, in the future, we'll have flying cars. In the future, we'll have faster-than-light travel. But there's so much peripheral craziness that mm. comes with it. And oh, the yeah. challenge in conceptualizing this stuff is in figuring out how the pieces fit together. All the stuff you're sure. not considering to make the thing you are considering possible. Yeah, if we could fold space, I doubt Mars would be the first place we went. Yeah, it's... It was just an example. Oh, I know. I mean, just... just. <laughs> Look, you know what's space. on Mars, I'm Jeremy? Next door real Dust. <laughs> There's Dust no water there. Get the hell over it. We're going to Ganymede or well, whatever Well, I hell. think about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson saying that there is a planet somewhere... <laughs> I say somewhere. I mean, he knows more exactly yeah, where it is sure. than I do, but <laughs> somewhere out there that is very similar to Earth uh, as far as its position Oh, yeah, there are a bunch of, like, the Goldilocks sun. planets. Yeah, that could sub- sustain life. But for us to get there, you know, you'd have to have a, a fleet of people take off, yeah. and it's like fourth, fifth generation <laughs> yeah. would then land there. And with But you would think by that time... Someone would have invented faster travel by the time they yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And if we can you they imagine get there and there's already get people there, there. we've been here for twenty years. You just <laughs> now showed up. You guys showed up. Oh, what a nice of you to join insult. us. <laughs> My father and grandfather and great great grandfather, so on, died for this. <laughs> Thanks for setting up a Denny's. You know, and then wow. they'll get there, and they'll be culturally alien. Not yeah. only will they be so far removed from whatever native culture, say so you had a guy from Saudi Arabia, another guy from Detroit, whatever, by the time their fifth generation of offspring get to the Gliese system or whatever the hell, they're not going to be of any nationality. They're going to be space-born, space-faring. They're going to have their own language, probably. Yeah. Mm. At least slang will have reached that point. Yeah. It'll be completely different. Yeah. yeah. It, it won't be humans colonizing that planet. It'll be whatever the hell, you know, it's... I don't know. Oh, well, so hopefully someone remembers that they're out there and just stop and pick them up. I, sh- I should think. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be special to take off on that mission? It's like this is for my great, great, great grandkids. They're going to see the future. And then you just get stopped right in front of like, hey, came back from the future. We're just going to express ticket you there. <laughs> if you want to have kids, that's great. Just do it on our magical utopia planet. <laughs> Uh, guys, I think that's all I have. What about you guys? Anything I, else? I think I've I've hit all the all the major yeah. notes. All Greg, the stuff Jack, that keeps me I'm up good. at night. We all good? Yep. 
That was a good conversation. Uh, you know, I'm going to come right out and say I'm I think this has probably been our best what if yet. I want to say Oh, wow, so. really? I think so. At least my favorite. Wow. I'm down. I'm down. I the, mean, the Disney one was good too. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I did kidding. enjoy the Disney one. So. <laughs> I've enjoyed them all. I never can get like the grand scope of an episode until I've actually gone back and edited it. And I'm like, oh, this did turn out cool. See, I feel like know? this one, we did like the most complete exploration of the topic. I feel yeah, like there we weren't many really laws were there. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. I like that. Well, cool. This has been a lot of fun. And, yeah. and you know, I'm sure we could uh, continue this in the future. Make well, no another, question. another list could of things. be a 12-part series. Abs- well, most of our what-ifs typically are <laughs> yeah, like that, which point. is good because at least we won't have to dig up new content down the road, right? That just gets easier as time goes on. <laughs> Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to CandarePodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media Visit the Hall of Hero and see the Wall of Justice. Check out our Patreon page, our merch page, our special guest page. And if you'd like to be a show and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once more, that is at CandarePod on Twitter and at Canned underscore Air on Instagram. Also check us out on Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod, right? Pod, not podcast. CandarePod, right. that's Candare correct. Pod. Yes, See, sir. I was right, but I doubted myself because I've got confidence issues. <laughs> <laughs> Have you sold out the shower curtain yet? Oh, my We're God, Greg. <laughs> we can't keep them on the shelf. That's I a- will tell you that was the most awesome thing I saw when I went to. I, <laughs> I told Jeremy the next I'm like, oh, dude, what, what's this about the shower curtain? If I ever go to your house and see you guys have our, us hanging in your bathroom, I'm going to be like, oh, man. I'm going to be flattered and disturbed right. at the same time. I'd be disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like these fine gentlemen were saying, go to our Patreon page, uh, check out what's going on there. It's not you just go and drop money and then forget about us. We have content there for you. Yeah. Exclusive content on Patreon. in return. Yeah, for a few bucks a month. I guarantee we love you more than Starbucks does. Oh, hell Why yeah. Why not uh, reallocate those funds, you know what I'm saying? Right? Skip a coffee now and again. You don't need that... 12-ounce cup of warm milk with sugar in it. Yeah. You need canned air. You think you're so fucking Whispering special. You're not. sweet nothings into your ear. <laughs> one coffee. Let that one coffee go for That's $5 it. a month, and you got extra podcasts to listen for to. five months. Yeah. Yeah. It's Boom. tax time. You're getting a refund back. There you Share go. Share some of that money. Give it all to us. Yeah. All of it. You would don't you, need it. Would you rather have five hours of quality entertainment or like 20 minutes of jitters before you crash. <laughs> but no, we, uh, we've been doing this since, what, December. So right now, if you decide to uh, sponsor us or be a, become a patron, there's a, the Candare Fantasy Fight we have on there that's uh, for our $2 and up people. And then for $5 and up, you get access to our monthly Patreon pod. Right now, there are two out. But, you know, the longer this goes, there's going to be quite a catalog mm-hmm. for new uh, backers to get access to there. At the so. current rate of one per month. At the current rate of one per month. We need to do some special shit for these people. Yeah, yeah throw I'm in thinking. Some, some By the way, I need to I need to give a shout out to Tina Fine of Off Girl. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she, she bought the Say My Name, Say My Name level, and I haven't <laughs> said her name that, that much. So, again, Tina Fine of the comic Off Girl. Go to offgirlcomic.com. Man, it's a good book. I, can't... I, I literally have the issues we were given in the back of my car right now. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're I love them. they're great. I mean, them everywhere he goes. Yeah, they're beautifully drawn. They're beautifully written, and uh, they're they're not cheaply made. They're like no, not at mm-mm. all. Yeah, the quality is stellar. Yeah, yeah. So check it out again. Offgirlcomic.com and Patreon.com forward slash Candarepod. 
Um, but we're going to quit begging you for money <laughs> and let you just go. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Greg Smith. Thanks for listening, everyone. see this movie but wait timmy's blind but what am i supposed to do why not try a podcast spirit spirit all the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the canned air podcast finally a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation now we know and knowing is half the battle G.I. It was cool. I believe you. Can I you, here it is. You just fucking lost me. What? I'm so, no, forget. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs>